Welcome, Let's Read Spider-Man listeners. Uh, I'm Eddie, and here I have James B. James B., how are you doing today? Uh, I am shocked that you did the intro today, Eddie. <laughs> it doesn't happen too often, but here I am, starting us off with uh, our next issue, 1967, The Sinister Shocker. Uh, James B., what do you think about The Sinister Shocker issue here? I think you missed the fact that I said you're shocked that you did the intro. That was like a pun. I, I totally got it. I just didn't acknowledge your dad joke <laughs> in my intro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, okay then. James B. Uh, I, I want to say that I really I really like this issue. I think the Shocker is a C-level villain, and I read this, and at the end, I was like, what a great issue. Now, I just mean the Shocker is a still not a C-level villain, but I thought there was a lot going on in this issue. It was remarkable for looking, particularly just the Shocker's outfit is so, such a curious outfit from the Shocker. Um, he kind of has these boots on with fuzz on them and his, does he have fishnets on all over his yellow body? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I agree, James B. I was, I definitely read this one as a kid quite a few times and I don't remember it being very good, but as an adult, I much I enjoyed the shocker. There were twists and turns that I didn't really think about too much until I read the shocker. He he appears at first too when Spider-Man is literally sitting on the flagpole of the building the shocker is robbing. That's how he finds him. Like I'm gonna go rob this building. Do 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 do. Unfortunately for you, Spider-Man is at that building. <laughs> it's about as unlucky as you could get, right? <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, about the issue? All right, here we go. Uh, the Sinister Shocker. Spidey is perching on a building, as stated before, when he's shaken off. Inside, he runs into the Shocker, whose vibro-shock units on his hands create strong punches and vibration waves that knock Spider-Man off balance. Not that he, he should defeats... be standing on a flagpole anyway. <laughs> he, de- he defeats Spider-Man, takes the money, and leaves. Moments later, Harry tells Pete, his dad, is paying for an apartment closer to school and invites Pete to move in. Uh, after Pete gets cash for some shocker pictures from his automatic camera, Foswell follows him as Patch, hoping for a connection with Spider-Man. It's a good thing he had his uh, his camera set up before he started a fight. I, I still don't know where he <laughs> set that camera up, but the shocker... A, it's framed as being completely random and yet we got pictures yeah it's good job yeah good job spider-man ridiculous the shocker recounts his origin as a safe cracker so you get to understand you know how he gets to be the shocker well i'm sure we'll talk about that uh later peter picks up aunt may at the train station remember she was uh recuperating down there from her uh surgery and she tells him that mrs watson has invited her to move in which Makes James B. very happy and relieves my stress because, remember, Peter wants to move out, too. Peter and MJ meet with Peter's friends at our favorite place, the Silver Spoon Cafe. And when he leaves, Peter goes to change uh, into Spider-Man in an alleyway. And he's almost caught by Patch, but he realizes it in time. So he fakes a conversation between himself and Spider-Man, moving his mask up and down to have two different voices, um, about splitting the money for pictures, and then he shoots off his costume like a dummy Spider-Man off to prevent Patch from getting like suspicious of who he really is. I'm tempted to read this next part of the issue with my shirt over my mouth, James B., just, just to confuse you, to think I'm someone else. <laughs> 
Spider-Man hears reports of tremors near the Federal Reserve and confronts the shocker inside. After battling and dodging vibration blasts and falling uh, concrete, Spider-Man finally webs up the Vibroshock thumb triggers and knocks out the shocker. He takes pictures of the capture and returns home, ready to ready for the big move for Aunt May and himself. Has has any villain been defeated because they couldn't use their opposable thumbs? <laughs> It's got to be a first. <laughs> Eddie, don't you have a don't you have like a nice uh, COVID mask laying around? You could just put it on your mouth and uh, uh, try talking through it. It's like uh, right yeah. there. All right, all right. You you tell us about James. Be something about the shocker issue here. I will find my face covering to see if you can recognize me. It might be me or someone else. Well, all my favorite uh, moments in this issue have nothing to do with, of course, the shocker. Um, I I just love the patch sequence where he follows him outside. And tries to discover who he is. I, I I read that thinking like it's Patch even says like at one point like I've got it. You know I figured out Peter Peter Parker is Spider Man. And I'm like man. I'm like it's over. I I, I always believe it because because he should be he should be able to figure this out. You know Parker is Spider Man. But uh, as I we mentioned in the description, he comes up with a plan and uh, pulls it off. What did you think about that? It was impressive, James B. Wait, is that? <laughs> Is that? Is it that, could be Spider-Man, or it could be Eddie. Who knows which one it is? <laughs> I don't know. Who's, is this a special guest on the podcast? <laughs> Finally has entered. Oh, I think I see them over there. I, it's amazing how much this mask, and I, I feel like, right, Spider-Man's costume has to be a very thin layer of fabric, because he's moving all over the place, and it's not like ripping or tearing. Uh, he, he talks to there is a point where someone says like I recognize that voice anywhere and I always remember thinking do you recognize the it's do you recognize the voice through the mask because you know do you remember that I don't know one of the villains says that like I'll recognize that voice anywhere and it's right. it's, it's it's that kind of thing where like the mask changes his voice that much he sounds completely different it's that's the impression I'm supposed, you're supposed to get it's it's a real like theme that happens all the time I and mean, when we saw in the last issue spider-man talked on the phone and he talked as spider-man to dr doc connor's uh wife with the spider-man mask over he's he's very careful about it too and then well going back to when foswell finds spider-man i mean does the broken arm not give away this should be like the dead giveaway i really also thought peter parker was going to have huge problems here because patch had followed him and had found him and like besides the voices and everything peter parker has a lame arm spider-man has a lame arm and foswell followed him there i completely agree james b that this was this looked dire to say the least yeah i but you know he he saw them and he heard them with his own ears so the fact that he shot him away in the web uh you know the the costume that was that was it that was what saved him that was what saved you. I think I think that counts as a web creation too, although it wasn't really a full web creation. But I'm counting it as another web creation Eddie, for Spider-Man. I'm calling that my favorite web creation of all time. <laughs> like mark it down. That's the best web creation I've ever seen. <laughs> all right, all right. Putting it in the notes. I got nothing else on this issue. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, do, do, do you have something else before I go? All my all my conversations are still not about the shocker. I get it. I get the shocker's an issue, but I just have a lot more to talk about these double dates and stuff going on. I I have a few other things that are not so shocker worthy either. But uh, I, just a, one mention: 
Peter Parker talks about how he never knew his mother. Did you see this on page 20, James B? I did not notice this. Let me. Uh... I thought this really fascinating line, because I think this is the only time, correct me if I'm wrong, Peter Parker has ever said anything about his parents. And he says on page 20, Yes. He never knew his mother. Yes, true. But it's, it's, uh, I guess it's trying to make sure that you understand it's like him moving out of his house. So they right. have to reference it that way. So, and then he's immediately on his, uh, on his, here's something we really didn't talk about. He, after that scene, he jumps on his spider sickle, which is right now just a red motorcycle. By the way, am I actually saying it's going to turn into a spider sickle? Oh, true. He did paint it like Spider-Man colors. That it seems is, super it suspicious. Is. And then he goes and he's in this amazing place with Harry, who, if you know, we're on issue forty-six, you go back to, th- you go back in the thirties, and Harry is really laying into Peter as like the, you know, you know, why are you being such a jerk? And you're such a, I hate you so much. He, he, Harry hates him ten issues ago. And now he's like, come live in my house for free. I, I, it was, it's a remarkable turnaround. And I was going to mention the same thing. Peter Parker has a friend. I don't, I don't know who before this could have been considered a friend of Peter Parker's who was his own age. Cause I still consider Dr. Connors is Peter Parker's friend too. Uh, among other, I guess, like adults that have been in his world. And he turns, he turns to his friend. He turns and becomes his friend around the time of the, uh, when he's fighting the goblin agree. Around 37, right. yeah, 38, 39. He's, he's, he's showing a lot of, he shows a lot of empathy, empathy towards um, Harry and his poor relationship with his dad. Right. But I think it's just by total coincidence. Right. And, and you, yes, Doc Connors is his friend. Um, and his, uh, and Harry now is, Harry, Harry is considered in his movie his best friend, right? In the movie that we watched, you know, two podcasts ago. Yeah. Remember? Right. Uh, right. He, he is his best friend. And he, of course, they're going to have this love triangle possibly because Peter constantly is not satisfied that he's going out with Mary Jane who looks like an actress, right? He's <laughs> got to have another, now that he's got somebody into him again, he's like, oh, I'll just start looking at another girl to keep things interesting. And it happens <laughs> to be my doing? And it's his roommate's girlfriend, sort of, right? Right. Sort of. Uh, certainly everyone else is infatuated with her too. When so. I was, I was looking for relationship status and stuff and some websites consider, They'll put down like, you know, that they had a date in this issue. They were going on a date in other issues. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know. It's very vague that they're dating. Even when they say like, we'll double date sometimes. Let's double date. I don't consider any of these like showing up at the Silver Spoon a date. You know, did you think this is considered a date that they, he walks in with Mary Jane? It, it seems like more just friends hanging out. I agree. There doesn't seem to be any formal dating going on. Right. And by friends, when he walks in, of course, Flash sees Peter in his right. line and says, hey, Mary Jane, where'd you dig up the son of Frankenstein? I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot last issue. That was the first puny Parker we've seen from Flash in a long time, too. Uh, <laughs> so Flash has still got it. He's still got his digs for Peter whenever he sees him. Yeah, I, I always am amazed at this relationship. But apparently, you and I have talked about, I, I, I apparently believe that, that he's going to be very friends with he'll be friends with flash in the future just like everything else things will change for peter but right now we're living in 1967 uh we're getting ready for the draft we're getting ready for flash to be drafted yeah and that's a theme and are you expecting him to actually be like go leaving the issues to go into the army that that is what i'm expecting like flash has to go um as stated before i i know i've talked about this a little bit with you the timeline seems to be much slower days are going by for issues so it could be quite a while before flash actually disappears 
I guess, to go to the army. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think we got about another six months of issues of Flash hanging around for sure. And I don't. I don't know anything. I just feel like he's. It's going to take a while, like you said, to get to that day. If his party's supposed to be next week, that could be six issues from now. Right. Right. Because only a few days have passed, and whatever, six issues. Eddie, I, I don't hey, want... James. Oh, I got one more too. Sure. At the end of this, Spider is or Peter Parker seems really like sad and downtrodden. Uh, how he like the resolution of Aunt May and Peter moving out? I understand that they're really close, but like this is something he's been pining for in a long time. He's defeated the Shocker. Mary Jane and Gwen seem to be in his world. Like, right. it, isn't it time for the ending of a Spider-Man to be happy again? <laughs> Yeah, I was very surprised. I, I saw the ending, and I didn't even comment on it because I didn't understand why he was so sad. I figured you would tell me why he was so sad because I didn't he, understand it. He looks he looks so sad at the end. Why this mood of depression that I can't seem to shake is one of his lines. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's I, – I can't credit this to being like teenage angst anymore since he's in college now. He's much more of an adult I don't know. I don't know why he's sad. I hope he, I hope he goes back to a psychiatrist, which isn't Mysterio in disguise. <laughs> I want to give the shocker at least 30 seconds because the poor guy, you know. Um, he's a safe cracker, and he's in jail. And while he's in jail, he comes up with the way to control these shocking vibrations, and he uses it to bust out of prison. So he gets out before Spider-Man puts him in jail. He knows how to break out. And then he puts all these shock absorbing materials on so he can wear it. Comes up with his vibra shock units um, with his little thumb triggers there. And uh, there you go. He's unbeatable as long as he can push his thumbs. So, you know, he comes up with this costume and he does seem pretty formidable. He could doesn't like he could just walk around. If he just hadn't picked the building that Spider Man was literally at. So unlucky. Hey, do you want a lot more do you want time for your game? Because we've got to do letters and we've got to do your game today. No. And a sponsor. Just... My goodness, we have a lot oh to my... do, Eddie. We, oh we keep... boy. Stop making We're fun talking of these... a lot about the shocker. Let's do our letters, then the sponsor, then the game. All right, sounds good. All right, we've been talking about now for over 25 podcasts that you can reach out to us at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. And Eddie, yeah. I'm going to have you read um, all the letters and all the emails we've gotten. That's my job. Okay. <laughs> if I do it properly, then I'm doing those things, which I may or may not forget to do. Well, we have our sponsor this week, James. We I can't no, he- wait. wait. Eddie, we're doing the letters. Oh, we're doing... Oh, darn. I'm sorry. I was going to make a joke. That's why I got excited. All right. The letters. Wait, am I doing the letters? I'm not doing the letters, right? Yes, you're going to read all the letters we've gotten from all the fans of Let's Read Spider-Man. <laughs> but this is the joke because I don't have any letters? <laughs> Correct. There are no letters. <laughs> all right. Well, let the record show we at least checked the Gmail. Okay. Um... We made well, an attempt. I guess the next thing we had to take care of is some sponsor business here. And I wanted to let you know, Eddie, that uh, I have been hearing I have been hearing your concerns. Uh, we're so, going to hear from Dr. Connors again, right? His unlicensed doctor practice? Not that kind of concern, but I understand your undertones <laughs> of disapproval. We have a new sponsor today, Eddie. It is the Silver Spoon Cafe. All right. Yeah. Eddie, the Silver Spoon Cafe, located in Midtown. 
has, which makes you happy, a great family atmosphere. You can spin a few platters and order a soda. If you dance well enough, your friends might not even recognize you. Be sure to bring some coins to the jukebox. Maybe you'll see Metro use Whitey Mullins. He's a star football player. The Silver Spoon is a great place to study. It's a great place to plan parties. It's a great place to talk about who is being drafted into the military. Whether it's soda, water, or coffee, it's where you can bring your whole family to dance and drink soda, water, or coffee. Tips are not necessary because no one actually works there. No one makes any food except maybe ice cream, but we've never seen it because no one actually orders it. But if you're looking for a place where teenagers gather unsupervised and drink soda, this is the place for you. Don't be a wallflower. Come dance at the Silver Spoon today. Eddie, Flash's draft party is going to be at the Silver Spoon. How about like your wife's birthday party or your mom's birthday party? Would you be willing to bring them out to the Silver Spoon? James B, this sounded like the most wholesome get-together and great place to plan a party since the um, Montana fan club in in the uh, basement of that venue, whenever the Green Goblin. You remember when the Green Goblin wrecked up that place? Yes. <laughs> I can't I, remember the name of it right now. You don't remember our... Yes, you should... But let's let's focus on the current sponsor. This uh, oh, is the one who's actually... This is sounded very sponsor. wholesome until you said, we don't know if anybody works there. <laughs> well... You know, a lot of teenagers hang out there. There's dancing. This is not getting sold to me really well, James B. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a jukebox which spins platters. So. Oh, that's true. The jukebox is there. Well, yep. entertainment value. So people just get up and dance in the middle of this restaurant. All right. All right. I mean, I'm signing my mom up right now. Next, all my right. mom's next birthday party will be at the Silver Spoon. All right. Your, I promise. Your mom might be like, what's wrong with the place with the jukebox and soda? This might be what she's into. <laughs> Who knows, right? So, all right. Well, um, that's, we've taken care of our sponsor. We've taken care of our letters. We did our whole issue, which uh, which I did enjoy the issue for, for different reasons. Me too. Yeah. I was surprised too. Not, not particularly because of the shocker, but because of all the other things that happened. Right, right, right. I just, I, I like any issue when Peter Parker tells Aunt May no more touch football or karate pack practice. That always makes me happy. Um, but let's talk about, uh, let's talk about your game. You got one today? All right, it, it's game time, James. It's been a while. Just like in the past, you have to guess whether something happened more or less times. And I've chosen issues 30 through 43. Sorry, the shocker didn't make it, nor the lizard. So, James B, here's your first question. Did Spider-Man wear a hat more or less times than zero? <laughs> more, um, I don't know how you can wear a negative hat, quite frankly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going to say more. It is it, correct, James. You did it more. Spider-Man wore a hat in two panels. If you remember him um, at the jail when Dr. Strom got out of jail in Foswell, there's this great scene where he gets in the car and they drive and he's got a hat on. All right, James B., next question. I, I've talk, actually recently talked not to a little bit about punctuation, um, and I decided I could only do issue 38. The double dash that happens in punctuation, does it happen more or less than two times? In issue 38 is the one I chose. I'm going to say it, uh, 38 was the, the most double dash issue I've ever seen, so I'm going to say more. 
there was an incredible, well done, James B., an incredible amount of double dashes. 93 double dashes. And just for the record, there was uh, two triple dashes in that issue, too. If you have some time to go back, I think it's fascinating to see uh, the punctuation usage. All right, all right. We're going to make it, well, still going to be easy. All right, James B., how many times does Peter or Spidey hold a test tube? And this, if you remember, is from my first game. Is it more or less times than 93 times in issues 30 through 43? Less times than 93. <laughs> very good, very good. But he held the test tube a remarkable 21 times, actually, in issues 30 through 43, which it's they're keeping up the scientific theme of Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. All right, here you go. Number four. How many times does someone get gassed successfully or uh, they have to successfully get gassed? Because there's a lot of different villains and bad guys who have gas in issues 30 through 43. Is it more or less than 21 times? I'm going to say it's less than 21 times. Very good. It was 15 times, if you can believe it, that gas was employed as a, a main weapon and successfully worked, too. All right, let's All talk right. about. Let's stop for a minute and talk about this. I'm saving up my minutes for when I have uh, something important to say. Fifteen okay. times people successfully used gas successfully as a weapon. Successfully used gas. It had an impact upon the person they were trying to gas. Like either knocked them out or like changed Spider-Man's ability. Remember, he lost his spider sense because he got gassed by the Green Goblin's henchman. Fifteen. Fifteen times. More than once an issue. I, I guess that you're correct. Yes. Okay. Like Someone was gassed. It wasn't four... necessarily always Spider-Man. Sure. Okay. It's fine. Keep going. Okay. Okay. All right. Number five. We're, you're, you're doing well, James B. J. Jonah Jameson is often smoking a cigar, but how many times does he lose his sh- cigar in a shocked manner? So he's smoking it, but it falls out of his mouth because he's so surprised. Is it more or less than 15 times? I'll say more. Oh, James B. You are incorrect. J. Jones Jameson's cigar flies out of his mouth only three times. I thought this would be a hard one because I think it's always flying out of his mouth, but he's usually just chomping on it. In fact, um, the the illustrator loves to draw chomping on a cigar. So yes, I have three more. Yes, I assume the game, can continue. the game can continue. It can continue. Aunt May is in bed how many times between issues 30 and 43? More um, or less than three times. I'll say you more. You could start off with. I'll say more. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> she, she was in bed 20 times. <laughs> like in a panel, she's laying in bed like, uh, or knocked out or talking or whatever. So I mean, she, she'd get very sick. So let's talk about what that means. We're going to be talking about the annual, uh, annual three at some point. Right. And I know annual three, he has to get her medicine in annual three. And... I remember thinking when they write the annuals, Eddie, you know, they don't have to fit exactly into the storyline because people could be hicking up at different times. And I'm thinking, hey, she's always sick. There's, you know, the storyline of her, him getting her medicine could fit in any issue between 30 and 43, couldn't it? It, it And it does constantly. I stumbled over my words, but the master planner and the radiation that she got from Peter Parker's blood, I mean, that bedridden, she's bedridden so many times in there and so frail. But yet... We just read an issue where she took a vacation. It's true. <laughs> so I'm glad she's feeling better. That's true. What, <laughs> all right, what's all right. what's next, want... Eddie? What's next? La- last two. All right. So 20 times Aunt May is in bed. For how many times is a villain or criminal defeated with a punch? Like, this is the final blow levied by Spider-Man 
to the villain or criminal? Is it more or less than 20 times? I think I'm talking about the final blow. No punches before that count. Yes, I understand. I guess the question is, I'm I'm counting anyone he runs into, any kind of any kind of hood at all. So I I just don't know how many different uh, you know old fashioned hijackers he runs into and takes them out with one punch. <laughs> so I guess I have to take the under because I just don't know if there's that many villains. So I'll say less. You are correct. Well done, James B. It's actually only three times. Now, I bring this up because this is another question that I asked in my original game, and Spider-Man was, he was a real slugger, and you said that you really liked that he was, you know, a punching, a punching kind of superhero, and I I don't really like that, like when he's fighting. Uh, James, do you still feel the same about Spider-Man's fighting style? So, he needs to be a puncher as well. Uh, I think of it more like, um, do you ever play Red Light, Green Light? Yes. I look at it as like Spider-Man's playing red light, green light. When he gets to you, he punches you. That's how I think oh. of it. So I want him to get like, oh, here's the villain. They're throwing pumpkin bombs at him. You know, They're oh. trying to hypnotize him. They're throwing gas at him. They're throwing lines at him. They're throwing snakes and crocodiles at him. But when he gets when he gets you, pow, and then you're gone. Right. That's how I think of it. So that's I mean, why it doesn't bother me. He's a puncher. I, I think it, it reflected the type of villains he was fighting. Because like Green Goblin, Green Goblin can't take a punch. He can't. He can't like fight him. And Mo- movie, you know, movie Green Goblin can take a punch. Movie Green Goblin can take a punch, but Green that. Goblin in the comic books, there's no punches, whatsoever. It's always a device or something that right. tries to get Spider-Man. By the way, which I, I can, enjoy. I want to let you know. I can. I also cannot take a punch. <laughs> I so, don't know. I haven't taken many punches in my life. So. I am. I am confident that I am made of glass. I'm. I must be glass jaw. Yep. I'm certain. <laughs> I'm certain I could not take a punch. So. Well, there's one more. My last one that I thought was interesting to look at again is another same one. So Spider-Man, only he defeats a villain or criminal only three times is the final blow with this punch. Um, helicopters show up uh, in these issues also. Oh, I thought it was going to be helicopters. I should have said More that. or less than three times, James B., do helicopters show up. The helicopters again, huh? Uh, I'm going to take the less than three for the helicopters. James B., you would be wrong, actually. It ends up being nine times that a helicopter is in a panel. Do you know Do you know who is the primary villain with helicopters? You want to uh, take a guess? I remember master, this because I know it. Is it the master it. planner? You are correct. It is the master planner. Doc Ock really likes his devices. And I think this, this, question, this last one coupled with... Also, I, I thought it was really fascinating how many times... Spider-Man hold or Peter Parker holds a test tube because I thought, you know, the whole idea of like the helicopters or the test tube is to kind of give an idea of what Spider-Man's world is like, in my opinion. Particularly like, like, like helicopters are flying around to help Spider-Man, and they're you know, or to hinder Spider-Man, one of the two. And then the test tubes. Like, we had the test tubes around because we wanted to see Peter's braininess. And I thought both these things would fade off in a big way in later issues. Because we already know this about Spider-Man, right? Uh, sure. Eddie? I, I, I just think the fight scenes have gotten so much more... Like, they, they've evolved to be different than, like, slugging it out. Which I think is much more fascinating. I'm going to do the close. I had my notes you were going to do it. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. I did the opening. All right. Thank you for listening to our podcast. 
you can reach out to us, unlike anybody else, at <laughs> Let's Read Spider Man at gmail.com and apparently be our first person to write to us. And remember, <laughs> listeners, don't you know that safe crackers are bad guys and bad guys always lose? <laughs> Poor safe crackers. Goodbye, listeners. No, there's never been anyone that has beard. No, the only food reference at all was when he offers to get a double double scoop of ice cream with, uh, you know, ready to dive into a two scooper with the MJ, and she's like too busy dancing. So he's like, all right, yeah. I'll, I'll go fight. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> he, he's like, oh great, everybody's distracted. I can take off. Oh, we talked about how Harry and Harry and Peter are friends. Suddenly, best friends. I thought it was a huge development, actually. Oh yeah, no, it's good. It's and actually the 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 girl storyline gets really. You haven't read the next issue. The the girl no. storyline gets really heated next issue, because they do finally go on like a legitimate double date, you oh. know. And there's like a there's like a ton of dancing going on, and the girls are like both like Mary Jane's going to be dancing in the issue. I'm like, this isn't a spoiler, you know. Mary Jane's going to be dancing, and then Gwen decides like I'm going to dance more. And then Mary oh. Jane gets mad at her for dancing. Like they're they're like starting to fight for like who's the cool girl attention, huh? You, you know. But we'll that'll come up. Also, Mary Jane, her hair is always red. But you notice how Gwen's hair goes from white to yellow all the time. You know, it, it like oscillates. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But there's a well, lot. Well, she's of, allowed, I guess. I, I think could be dyeing her hair. 